Why are men and boys struggling? And what should we do about it? In a world of chaos and our attention is being pulled in different directions, the Pursuing Truth podcast is seeking the solution by having authentic conversations that are aimed to impact culture. What's up, everybody? I am your host, Levi Brickley, with the Pursuing Truth podcast. And again, this week, I have my buddy Ryan Wilson here with me. I think we're going to be doing podcasts more often together. Um, we're going to start doing Q&As coming up in the next few weeks. So if you guys would like to send some questions that you'd like us to answer in regards to your walk with Jesus, and maybe we can give you some of our perspectives, give you some quality advice that Ryan and I, I think, will be able to provide because of our experiences and intrinsic evidence that we've developed through our personal testimonies. I think we'll be able to give you guys some quality advice, especially for the young men that are struggling with many of the things that we've struggled with throughout our life. But uh, if you'd like to send us the question, go ahead and follow each one of us on Instagram. Links will be in the bottom of the description. Also, this is extremely important. I say this every episode because of how important it is, but make sure you leave an Apple podcast rating and review. Link will be in the bottom of the description. This will just allow people to see your personal testimonies and how the podcast has worked in your life. This week, we're going to be talking about wandering through the wilderness, an aspect of our Christian walk that often we find ourselves in the wilderness. We find ourselves struggling in a place that we never anticipated on being because of our challenges in our life. And this is really a place of growth is when you're in the wilderness. Ryan, you want to speak on some aspects of, you know, what it's been like for you and some of your times when you felt lost in your faith? So a few years ago, I was going through a breakup and she had me going to church every week and I was enjoying it. And we'd listen to Christian music together, all this. And dude, I was loving it. We got out of, uh, whenever we ended up breaking up, I started hating to like listen to Christian music. I didn't want to read the Bible. Anything to do with that reminded me of her. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that kind of made me want to like seclude myself away from the word of God mm-hmm. or anything to do with it. And it, I wouldn't necessarily say it made me hate religion or like hate God and anything like that. It just, I feel like it took a huge toll on me and it took me a while to really get back into it. And nowadays, whenever I listen to Christian music, whenever I read the Bible, I don't think about her anymore because it's solely my reasoning behind going to the word or listening to Christian music is to glorify God Mm. and not allow any like rough obstacle in my life to be a distraction in that. Do you think that wandering through the wilderness and your singleness kind of made it more difficult Like, did you ever feel like you had somebody there where you could explain your struggles where you were at in your walk with Christ at the time? I feel I had a lot of people I could go to and talk to at any time. But in my head, you know, I said this in a previous episode, is that you're your own biggest critic. And so in my head, you know, I could go up to you. I can go up to any of my other friends, family, 
and let them know like what's going on and everything like that. But to me, I just feel uncomfortable doing that because one, I don't want them going like, Oh, he's just wanting attention off this or two. It wasn't the attention. It just, I didn't want to feel like I was burdening them with what I was going through. And you were a professing Christian previously. Did you feel ashamed to say that you were struggling in your faith? See, at that time, I, I didn't even think about it that way. Because I, I think for me, it's like, who do I open up to when I'm in this wrestling with God match? You know, who understands this match that I'm in with God right now? Oftentimes we go into the wilderness and we feel lost. We feel kind of hopeless. We feel like we just got to rely on ourselves. And it's so hard to find God there. You know, I think of the Israelites wandering through the desert for 40 years. Obviously, they're looking for something to worship. That's why they created the calf, right? The golden calf. Mm -hmm. And what did that lead to? Them wandering longer. See, it's easy for us to go back to what is comfortable instead of staying focused on what God desires of us. When we're doing what God desires of us, he's going to bless us. But we don't do what God wants so that he will bless us. We do what God wants because we want to glorify him. And see, that's where the Christian's heart is at. But when we're lost, it feels so hard to get to that point. I don't know if you've ever experienced anything like that where I felt kind of ashamed to say I'm in this wrestling match with God. And I couldn't go to people and talk about that. You know, so I have these thoughts, and I, I brought the, this up to you, and you're the only person I've ever brought this up to you until, obviously, now. But uh, there are times that, like, in the back of my head, like, I have doubts of God. Mm -hmm. And, like, but I know, and I feel 100%, like, I believe in God with all my heart, mind, and soul. So why are these thoughts coming in my head? Is that's a, I always ask myself that. I pray about it because, like, like I said, dude, I believe in God 100%. What's your testament to God being real? Like, how do you feel so reassured? Why is that so strong in you? Growing up, I questioned it a lot. Like, what type of questions did you have? Like, how, how just the basic questions is like, who created God? Like, if everything has a creator, who created God? And then, you know, I, I'd go down rabbit holes and, um, something that's just really been shown to me as of here recently, like the last 10 months is that, dude, there are things that are happening in my life, like out of this world, like I'll pray about something one night and, you know, it's not like right off the bat that it gets answered or happens, but man, uh, like a week or so after I do that prayer whatever I'm praying about normally comes to light. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, wow, dude, like this is like an out of world experience. Do you have an example of that? So, um, one of the things is I was praying and this is after my breakup and I, dude, I was just sitting there praying. I was like, God, please. And I, I love listening to music. I listen to music like nonstop. 
And so I just needed a song that was going to uh, help me, like, motivate me to get out of this dark place. Mm-hmm. And so I heard this song on the radio one day. It's called In Jesus' Name by Katie Nicole. Mm-hmm. And I heard that, dude. And I just sat there. I started bawling my eyes out. Like, it, the song, like, moved me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I didn't write down the song. I didn't look it up because I was just, like, so, like, lost in it. Mm-hmm. And I didn't hear it again. And I was trying to search it up. I couldn't remember the lyrics or anything. I just remember, like, just emotions. Mm-hmm. And, and I was praying about it. And next thing you know, one of my friends is, Mom shared it on Facebook, the song. And oh. it's just like, why is this? Why am I blessed with this right now at exactly. this moment? I have a, a story about this. A couple weeks ago, when I was in Arizona and uh, I was with my um, two sisters, my oldest niece and my mom, and I was the only guy in the car. And being the only guy you have a responsibility to bear to take care of the women that are next to you you know whether that's unloading the suitcases loading them up opening the door (laughs) and in some aspects i may have failed in my complacency to act when i should have been acting and i have responsibility there but my sisters became upset about a couple of these things that had happened throughout the trip and it was nothing major it was nothing disrespectful towards them but they reacted in anger and were yelling at me and i'm just like i'm not going to engage in this conversation right now because when you engage with people who are yelling at you and have an emotional reaction you'll tend to feed off of their emotions which will only progress the argument to a far more unhealthy place then if you you just say, hey, right now is probably not a good time to talk about it. Let's recollect our emotions and come back to this conversation later. This is a healthy way to handle arguments. And that's one thing that I learned throughout my dating relationships. But that is a lot easier said than done. Oh, yeah, it, it is. Especially in the heat of the moment. Be, because you want, <laughs> I mean, you want to say, hey, I'm doing everything I can. I'm sorry, I'll do better, period, dot. And you can leave it at that. But when their emotions are high, they're not going to hear that those words what they're going to hear is you're taking no responsibility because they want you to engage in the emotions with them that's what i found in arguments with my sisters so so i just back off and being the only guy i'm like dang dude i i need i need a man to talk to about some of these you know just get 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 out of this everything emotionally driven and trivial conversations that my family tends to have quite often which i don't enjoy engaging in too much and so next thing you know i get to go over to my aunt's house when i go to my aunt's house i meet uh her husband my uncle dennis and um man we sat down and we had like a two-hour conversation in his little his little uh office and that's powerful dude because here i am i'm struggling with the people that i'm around and i need some way where i can just kind of feel you know, that God's still here with me and I'm not just under attack essentially. And he provided me that. And I'll tell you what, 
that made that trip a thousand times better for me. I think sometimes in our lives, that's what God does for us. He gives us that little blessing in the midst of the challenge. And that's what happens when you're out in the wilderness, let's say. You know, oftentimes I would watch like Bear Grylls or what's that show that we watched? Alone. Alone. And it's like they would be struggling like so bad, so hungry. And they have all these traps set out and everything. And when they have these traps set out, they're not catching anything for days and days and days. And when they're like, I'm about to give up, boom, they catch a fish. You know, and, and I think that's what was so awesome about that TV show. But I think that that's the way life works is that our struggle reminds us to be grateful when we are blessed. And we often feel that God isn't there when we're struggling, but God is always right there. But he's allowing us to struggle, to lean in on him. But know that we would never even struggle had we not have ever sinned as mankind. Like, God wants to provide, but as I've said before, this is like the Roman Colosseum, and we're the ones down in the pit fighting against the lion, and the lion Satan. And God's trying to protect us. Mm -hmm. And something that I've heard a lot here recently is people saying that, oh, I've been praying to God. But I just, I don't feel like he's listening because he's not answering my prayers. And what's the expectation of the answer? Like, do they expect? Way. And uh, I, I don't want to stop you from your thought, but what do they expect? Do they expect like an audible answer? Do they expect it to just happen like that? A like, lot how of does that work nowadays, out? What they do is they use God as a genie. Well, they try using God as a genie. All right. And nowadays with how this world is, everything's so convenient. Like you want it now, you can have it now, mm. you know? And that's how they try using God. They're like, oh, I'm going to pray this prayer. I'm going to have full faith in this prayer. Lord, just give this to me. Mm. That's not how it works. There is no such thing as unanswered prayers. Mm. And even though God isn't answering your prayer the way that you want him to, does not mean that your prayer wasn't answered. Sometimes God says no. Exactly. And God knows what you need more than you know what you need. Mm -hmm. And who are you going to listen to? Somebody that knows exactly what you need or yourself who says, I think I need this, but you're not really 100% sure. Mm-hmm. And honestly, that's what the devil wants you to do is he wants you to listen to yourself and not what God wants from you. How do you think people often listen to themselves? They think, oh, if I just get this relationship back, like how I was and at that time, dude, if I could just be back in that relationship, I'd do anything. Lord, just please bring her back, you know. In the struggle of your loneliness, you want the relationship back. Mm -hmm. and, and so when you're battling with that, what do you typically do? What do people typically do? Pick up the bottle. Mm -hmm. Turn to drugs. Anything to get their mind off of that relationship. And it's all temporary mm -hmm. pleasure. And dude, and that, that's something that I did, something you did. 
And honestly, I'm so glad God pulled us through that. Yeah. Because like we were talking about yesterday, um, my mind feels a lot clearer. Like not constantly having to be drunk, not having to wake up the next morning feeling like absolute dog crap. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so much better. Well, think about the calling to the disciples that Jesus said in Matthew chapter 5, verse 25. He said, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Talk about impeccable faith. Don't worry about the food you're going to eat. Follow me. Don't worry about the clothes that you're going to wear today. Follow me. Don't worry about that relationship that you're, you were in. Follow me. Don't worry about your needs of love. I can love you. I can fulfill you. I will provide you a purpose. Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you. Plans to give you hope. Plans to give you a future and a purpose. Man, God has you. He's right there. And so often in our challenges, we get so lost. But let's rely on him. I think about this when I'm challenged with loneliness. And I'll text Ryan and I'll be like, God just wants me to be lonely. And God just wants me to feel lost. One of the verses that I run to... And I used to say this whenever I was little, whenever I was scared, because, you know, I never, like, really fully understood the uh, meaning behind this scripture. Mm-hmm. But Isaiah 41.10, whenever it says, So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you, and I will with, I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. God gives you strength. And through that strength you can learn to move on from whatever trial that you're going through and he'll help you through that as long as you rely on him. Mm-hmm. It also says in the Bible that uh, you can rely on and not rely on God. Rest. God will give you rest. Mm-hmm. I think about David and Goliath too. Everybody was scared to face Goliath. David, a 12-year-old boy, was courageous. Courageous courageous to go at that which made him fearful mm-hmm. in the same way it's us against the people that are in our communities will they judge us for speaking out about our faith will they judge us for speaking out against sexual immorality for speaking out against homosexuality there's fear in our communities of judgment another thing about david is whenever uh they were out to kill him and everything like that. And he had to go away. You know, you're most people would be scared for their life. They would only be fixated on that. But you know what David did throughout those trials? What's that? Write Psalms to God and praising God and putting his full trust in God. Do you know of a Bible verse where he was talking about that or which chapter it was? Deliver me from my enemies, O God. Be my fortress against those who are attacking me. Deliver me from evildoers and save them from those who are after my blood. 
I have done no wrong, yet they are ready, ready to attack me. Arise to help me look at my plight. So another thing about David is that whenever uh, he killed Goliath, David overheard and saw people dancing and singing. And what they were saying is Saul kills thousands. Uh, Saul killed his thousands and David kills his ten thousands. And so in his head, he got super jealous of him at that moment. And Saul did. Saul did and wanted to kill David. Mm-hmm. So David ended up having to flee from the town for a little bit. And whenever he did that, most people would be completely terrified and be more about self because they feel like, yeah, I, I could die at any moment mm-hmm. and everything. But instead, what David did was he started writing psalms and praising God and praying to God. Mm-hmm. And he had full faith in God. And that's why... God, I want to say favored him so much, but that's why he was a very faithful servant to God. Mm-hmm. I think God had some favor for David, obviously. But I think here's something to pull from the story of David. In that analogy you just used with uh, King Saul is when you do step out in courage, and you do that which nobody else would be willing to do, which would be to kill Goliath, is you will immediately face judgment from those around you. Not because what you did was wrong in their eyes, but because they're jealous of your courage to do so. And I face that with podcasting. How many times in our community have we heard utterance of people saying is Levi really who he says he is 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 that character is that true and instead of talking to me for social media yeah exactly I, I get that from family too you're just doing that for social media and it's like no you don't understand the depth of which this podcast is to me and in it, it's actually grows me and brings me closer to God because like you were getting into about David, he didn't turn to himself and begin to become self-righteous. He turned to God and began worshiping him. Mm-hmm. And I've been facing that a lot here recently too, just judgment of others for doing this because nobody else in this town really, and I'm not talking smack on anybody like teach its own, but nobody else like does podcasting. They don't um, do TikTok, and you know it's not for everybody. But something that I've been learning is I need to stop focusing on what other people think of me mm-hmm. and start worrying about what God thinks of me. Mm-hmm. And that right there in its own is, you know, my clarity and all that. Yeah. Well, and for me, that's what's kind of brought me, like I said, closer to God is like, if I focused on myself, then I'd be worried what everybody else thought about me. So I would internalize it. And emotionally, I would be reacting on the podcast instead of using it to glorify God. Therefore, I felt this need to really dig into my faith and rely on it because I understand the attack that I'm facing as I covered on last week's episode at the end where I said that 
Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10, that our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but it's against Satan. And that's Satan attacking me. That's not the people that I love attacking me. That's not the people in this community attacking me. That's the the malevolent spirit of Satan inside of them attacking me to tear me down, to make me lack courage. Because what Satan doesn't want is for a listener to be moved by the conversations that Ryan and I have. And so I have to think about it that deep in order to continue to show up to this. Because I know that showing up to this can change one person's life through the conversation. Through sharing your testimony, Ryan, through sharing my testimony, that will impact people. And you may feel lost in the wilderness right now. You may feel that you're not going to find this wife that you've always aspired to have. You may feel that you will never be successful. You may feel that you will never get to the place that you want to be physically. And all of these things that you feel ill-equipped with and things that you feel that you cannot achieve in life are things that God can answer for you. And sometimes God says, I'm not going to give you that wife. Sometimes God says, I'm not going to give you that ex back. And one thing that you and I have talked about is that when we struggle in our loneliness about our past relationships is, thank God he put me through that. Because if I had not experienced my last relationship where I didn't align the values with her and that ended the relationship, I could still be living that life and get into a relationship with a woman who would want to remain faithfully in the relationship with me. Instead, she didn't see the faith in us being together Therefore, it was best that we weren't together because she thought that we wouldn't grow and evolve into the relationship that would be a long-term sustaining marriage. Therefore, you, you look at that one, you look at the one two years ago and how it led me through darkness and depression and all of these things, but that's what brought me to where I am today. Therefore, I can be thankful of my past instead of regret my past because I know what I can do today and that is to change tomorrow. Change right now for tomorrow's benefit instead of being focused on yesterday's mistakes. And going off of that, something that I struggled with after my relationship was constantly looking back at the past saying, oh, I wish I would have done this better. Wish I would have done that. But you know, Looking back at the past, you can't change the past, but you can change the future. Yeah. And something that I've been really called here recently is I need to be single in this season of my life because Mm. God got me out of that relationship to start building my relationship with him. Yeah. And so I need to get right with God first before getting into another relationship. So that way that relationship is centered around God. Mm Mm-hmm. How has that played out in, say, your interaction on maybe online dating or meeting women? How do you do you engage with them differently? Yes, honestly, um, I really don't do the uh, online dating that much anymore. Like, I still have the apps, mm-hmm. but I mean, I don't check them like I used to. 
Like I might check them like once like a before week. Like before you you, you but, would uh, go to Tinder or you go to Hinge or whatever and you'd yeah. be like, did I get any messages? Did I get any messages? Yep, okay, can like, I get nope. her Snapchat? Dude, and yeah, and we used to talk about that a lot is like something that I'd always do is get the Snapchat, you know? Mm. But nowadays, I, anytime that I talk to them, I kind of scare them off. And you and I have had this conversation a couple months back where I ask you like, is it too soon to bring up God? You know, because like the first thing I feel called to do is ask her what her relationship with God is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's good to ask that question and everything like that, but maybe not right off the bat because as a man, we're called to be leaders. And if you come, if you just instantly ask, like after saying, Hey, what's up? All that stuff. If you just ask, do you have a relationship with God? That might be, <laughs> coming on a little bit too strong you know imagine that a girl walks up to you imagine that a girl walks up to you and says hey what's your name you're like i'm ryan and then she's like oh well hi ryan i'm melissa and melissa says what's your relationship with god like and that's the first thing she says to you dude honestly with me though if a girl asked that i would tell her what my relationship is with god then i'd ask her the same thing and if they aligned i'd be getting on one knee <laughs> because <laughs> that's God sending an angel. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but no, um, asking that could be coming on too strong. And as a man, we are called to be the leaders. And maybe she doesn't have a strong relationship with God, but she does believe in God. And maybe by, you know, like pursuing, like hanging out with her more and everything like that, They uh, in the Bible it says that you'll, they'll know you by your fruits. Mm-hmm. and so maybe hanging out with her more and everything like that maybe i could be the one that can lead her to christ when you say they'll know us by our fruits the things that they'll know is exactly what it says in galatians five twenty two. but the fruit of the spirit is love joy peace patience forbearance kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness and self-control and when we talk about self-control it's restricting ourselves from getting into the relationship sexually. When we talk at peace, it means that we're not an emotional wreck walking through our lives. We're secure with Christ. When we talk about joy, we see the happiness in the little moments. You know, one thing I used to always say, and I still say to this day is, wow, I am so blessed with the friends that I have. I am so blessed with the littlest, minute things in my life. And so often we take those things for granted. How we treat other people, how kind are we? When we talk about goodness, what's the goodness of your heart? Do you see the needs of others around you and do you act on it? When you talk about faithfulness, when Ryan and I have a little bit of contention in our friendship and I'm, am I like, screw Ryan? No, I'm like, let's figure out this issue and let's solve the issue. When we talk about gentleness, I'm not like, Ryan, you're failing at this. You deserve to go to hell. No, I'm like, dude, God wants more for you. I want to lift you up and encourage you to find God through it. So these are the fruits of the Spirit that a woman can evaluate in us as men and when we're living this type of life she sees that in us and she sees that we can be a qualified man to lead her and the children in marriage Mm -hmm. and so often nowadays people seem to uh, stray from that because hookup culture yeah hookup culture has made its way around and it's 
huge now to the point where like modern day dating is a lot different than how it used to be. Yeah. Like for say like 20 years ago. How do you think it's different though? Nowadays, all relationships are based around sex and you see that more and more because more people back in the day, you know, people, Old people would, you know, kind of look down on people that had a baby out of wedlock. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, that's just culturally accepted. Yeah. Like, there's no judgment thrown at that. And then and then people wonder, ooh, this is harsh. This is harsh. But when we aren't honoring God, there's consequences to it. That is a failed relationship. That is one of the parents leaving. That is the kids being raised without the father or the mother in the home. Each situation is subjectively different, okay? And some people portray themselves. I'm going to give some grace here because there is grace here. But I'm talking about the person who doesn't have a relationship with God and doesn't honor God in their relationship whatsoever. And they go into a relationship on the sexual front and get involved in it and then have children. You lead yourself to the wilderness where you become a single parent. Man, uh, gosh, that's harsh. But guys, this podcast is called the Pursuing Truth Podcast. Truth does not always feel good and it does not resonate with us well because a lot of times we step outside of truth and we rely on our own subjective truth rather than God's objective truth. And so right now I'm talking about God's objective truth. We know that when we step outside of God's plan that we face consequences for stepping outside of that plan. And it just like, for example... Whenever the kings of Israel after King Solomon, mm-hmm. like Jeroboam and a lot of the other ones after him, they they all started not pleasing the Lord. Mm-hmm. And David pleased the Lord well. Mm-hmm. Solomon, wisest guy ever, but he kind of lost his way. Yeah. And Jeroboam, his son, started praising other idols. Mm-hmm. And he went away, and then just kings after Jeroboam um, were not pleasing the Lord. The wickedness ran through the culture at the time. And you know what happened with all of that? What's that? They got punished. Well, their families got punished. Yeah. Because with Jeroboam, um, there was a, what's it called? A prophet that came. And his wife walked in there and to the blind guy that was a prophet. Mm-hmm. And the wife went in there and the Lord told the prophet that this is going to be Jeroboam's wife coming in, acting like somebody else, and tell her to say that, uh, tell, tell her I said this. Mm-hmm. And she goes in there, acts like she's somebody else and not his wife. Mm-hmm. And he said, Oh, I know it's you. caught in her lie dude and uh he said go back home and tell jeroboam this that i will um kill your whole family or uh, i shouldn't go off this because 
I can't think of exactly, but kill the whole family mm. and everything, and their son will be killed as soon as she enters the town. And so there's, you know, there's there's the consequence. consequence. Yep. And it's not me sitting here s- preaching self-righteousness. I am not. Uh, you've seen 90 episodes on the podcast of me explaining my challenges because of my decisions. There's a reason why I talk about responsibility and accountability so much here on the Pursuing Truth podcast, because ultimately that's what we need to do. We need to have, we need to take more responsibility in our personal lives and we need people around us who hold us accountable and where we're also humble. I've talked a lot about humility as well. I'm not sitting here as a man who has it all figured out. And I know Ryan's not either. We talk about our challenges because of our mistakes in life. And hopefully by us discussing our challenges and mistakes in our lives, you don't find yourself in the wilderness like we found ourselves wondering, trying to figure out a meaning and a purpose in our life to make things easier. I hope that through having this conversation, you see what the potential consequences are by your actions today. If that's you going out and sleeping with multiple people and being involved in hookup culture, I hope that this conversation actually brings you to the point where you see, man, that's not the type of life I want to live. Because where that leads me is a place that's very unhealthy. And I am in that wilderness seeking something greater than me because I've only relied on me for so long and fulfilling my fleshly desires. It's kind of what we talked about whenever we were going through that as well is, you know, it feels good at the time, but you know, you wake up the next morning and you start questioning everything and it makes you feel even worse about yourself. Yeah. Well, and I, I think about this too. Um, there's women right now in my phone that I could message and go over and sleep with. There's women right now in my phone that I could message and get a nude from. And that is called self-control. But I choose not to do it. And you know one of the reasons why I choose not to do it, Ryan? Because it'd be dishonoring God. Well, of course there's that. And I haven't told you this. But I don't want to have to have the conversation with my accountability partner, Ryan. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to, I don't want to have to tell you like, like we have a very honest friendship. I don't want to have to tell you, yo dude, I failed, man. Like this is the power of accountability. Ladies and gentlemen, you make wiser decisions when you have people around you who honestly want what's best for you. You will make the right decisions and you will develop self-control because you will realize that your humility in that relationship has led to your vulnerability, which then allows you to respect that individual even more to where you don't want to have to be honest with them about the conversation, but you know that you will be because you've developed that relationship to that degree that you're going to be honest. There's a natural fear of that having that conversation with you, Ryan. I'll be honest. (laughs) (laughs) But that's the power of you developing a friendship like that. And I want you guys to, to take that 
there, not, are, there are moments I'm kind of hesitant on telling you some things as well. <laughs> <laughs> be, so be, I, I 100% understand that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. So as uh, let's wrap this up here because I, I think that's a good a good place to wrap up. I want you guys just to think about how important it is while you're wandering through your wilderness that you're seeking God in the midst of it. Man, Ryan can attest to this. And we were talking about this before we sat down and started recording the podcast today. Is he always talks about the moment I got back into God's word, the moment yeah. I got back into God's word. And there's I'm nothing wrong with that. Saying that and but 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 you're recognizing the power of getting into God's word. And I think that that there is powerful. And I think that people often say, I need to get back into God's word. And they say, where do I start? They overlook it. Yeah. Is what it is. Because that's what I was doing for months and months is telling myself, I need to get back into the word. But oh, I don't know how to start. Mm -hmm. And a thing that I would suggest, and I suggest this to everybody, is download the Bible app, the version one. And... They have plans on there. Whatever you're going through, whether it's anxiety, heartbreak, just anything that you're going through, click on a plan. And through doing that, that's exactly what I did. And through doing that, it's kind of helped me be able to like determine where I want to start reading. Yeah. And, and I feel like that I'll, would help. And I'll go here and, and I'll say... If you don't go that route, which I do suggest you go that route, but if you don't want to go that route, I would suggest go to the book of Ecclesiastes and read it. That, that was the <laughs> yeah. most. It, it will explain probably more than likely what you're going through. Yes. <laughs> Everything is meaningless. Exactly. Everything's and, like chasing the wind. Yep. <laughs> and Solomon talks about turning to God and, and, and just giving it to God in all of his glory. And that there's a season for everything. Exactly. And the season that you're in right now may not feel the best. And that's okay. God has a plan. He has a purpose for you. And he's going to pull you out of it. I promise you that. Jesus promises you that. But you got to turn to him. There's some responsibility on you to engage in that relationship with Jesus. Anything else you want to say, Ryan? Nothing left unsaid here. <laughs> <laughs> I love saying that. All right. With that being said, guys, please make sure that you follow us on Spotify. That way you're notified whenever new episodes come out. Also, don't forget to write an Apple podcast rating and review as that will just increase the listenership of this podcast. Extremely important because if it's moving you, hopefully you're willing to write just a couple sentences about how it's moving you. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok. Links will be in the bottom of the description for both Ryan and I and the Pursuing Truth podcast. You guys have a great rest of your week and God bless.